our worship service 258 on October 3rd, 2021. What a privilege for us, and we want to thank you for your support here in Victory Church. Please go to the website, vchurch.us. Do you know that you can download all the bulletins for, I believe, for years that you can find there on the website? But also, if you want to download this particular one, it's very simple. Grab your phone. If you are watching an A-Big TV, come on, grab your phone, open the camera. Now point towards the QR code that you see on the screen, and that is the link that you need to download the bulletin of this morning. We want to thank you for your support. You know that what we can do here is possible thanks to the contributions of everybody. You guys here in the church and everyone else watching, you guys make this possible. So we thank you so much for that. Every small contribution helps. So here we are. You can do it going to the website. You can send a text message. The information is on the screen. And uh, well, we want to say thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work you are doing, allowing us, all of us, to enjoy our products on the big TV and on each one of our devices. We are going to start our message, Discovering America. Worship Service 258, October 3rd, 2021. Welcome. My name is Gian, and I'm very happy to be here with you sharing this message. The first scripture that I would like to read for you is in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, section A. From the easy-to-read version, and we read, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, guide us through this study. It is the Lord who sits above the circle of the earth. How about that? Above the circle of the earth. Now you and I say, well, somehow that makes sense because we have seen pictures of the globe, right? We know what is the, the view from outside, the planet. So it makes sense to us. But imagine if you are in the 1200s, 1300s, 1400s, and all the ideas that people have said to you about the earth is that it's flat. And they came up with uh, some theories, that, for example, that there was a table that was sitting on top of a big turtle and stuff like that. Many ideas, of course, is what we do humans when we don't know anything. We just can say whatever we want. It sounds like uh, the news today. Don't you agree? Today we hear people saying all kind of things, all kind of theories about everything. Whatever the field is, sports, health, finances, you name it. People just speak and the reason why they speak and they say whatever they, they say is because speaking is free. <laughs> you can do it anytime. Now, can you imagine Columbus thinking about crossing the ocean, finding more land? He got this idea. There is more land out there. Can you imagine that? My friend, can you imagine that? You don't know that there is more land, okay? You just don't know. You just go to the shore and exactly there in the Mediterranean area, Spain, Portugal, all this area connecting, of course, you know now that, that there is the north part of Africa there. Some of them, they go through the coast, touching France, Italy, Monaco, <laughs> Greece. So they have been using ships. They have been sailing for a while. So they have an idea what an island is. They know that there is more land somewhere, but nobody ever before Columbus, we don't have any records of that, was able to find land on the other side of the Atlantic. Now, some people say that there were uh, other people from uh, the Scandinavian area, Vikings and stuff like that. It's possible. I don't have the... Um, final answer for that, 
But what I know is this, in some point, Columbus was contemplating the idea that there was land on the other side, that maybe there was something else. And he got these ideas because some people said things to him. Perhaps he himself read the Bible and found this scripture in Isaiah. So he was just wondering, is that possible? Isn't it interesting when you think about it, how all that began, you know, in Columbus' mind. Now, there is another scripture that I want to share with you in Proverbs 8, 27. You want to come with me to the reading? And it says, I was there. This is wisdom speaking. I was there when he set up the skies, when he drew a circle in the ocean to make a place for the land. So this, this was another piece, vital piece of information, secretly in the scripture, not secretly, it's open, but the point is, the scripture refers to that, and people were wondering about it, right? So, let me ask you this question. What do you do when you have an idea? I, I know we are going to talk about Columbus, okay, and I, I will talk more about him, but but I want to ask you, when you have an idea in, in any field, what do you do with that idea? Huh? What do you do with those ideas that you call them, ah, oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a wrong idea. That's a crazy idea. What do you do with those ideas? How many of you, my friends, have ever considered that those ideas that come to your mind maybe are ideas that the good Lord is pouring down into your minds because the Lord has a plan for you to do something with it. Now, on the other hand, there are many others. Perhaps you are one of those. I, I can say I made that mistake that we consider that any idea was from God. <laughs> any idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, uh, well, time confirmed that that was not a good idea, but we did it anyways. Well, today I want to talk to you about what is what we need to do when there is one idea in our minds and we are wondering about, do we do this? Do I try that? You know, there is something interesting that people say about crisis. That the crisis actually is like the end of a cycle. It's like there is a way to do things in life until there is a crisis in something, a commodity, whatever the commodity is, or the source of income, or the relationship, any kind of crisis comes, people say, in that crisis, you have the opportunity to consider something else, to do something different. It is interesting. It's very interesting because in many places of the world, people have learned that regardless of what's going on, when there is a crisis, you have the opportunity to face the new challenge, trying to evaluate Maybe an alternative to the problem, alternative to the solution to that problem. So this is the first thing that I will suggest you to do, my friend. Whenever you have one idea, take your time to read. Take your time to study. Write notes and learn. How important is that you take your time every time there is one idea in your mind. Well, let me tell you one idea that I had probably about a year and a half ago. It was when the health crisis just began. And then we all are being uh, forced to wear those masks, you know, the hospital masks that they started to give them for free in stores. I believe some stores still give them for free. I don't know. But, uh, but I thought, Oh man, I, I hate that because it's, it just bothers me. I cannot breathe really. 
And, and I'm thinking, oh, this is bothering my ears. All that was just my excuse, I know. But there was a crisis. So immediately I thought, what if I come up with, a, with something, an alternative, not just that mask? <laughs> so I decided I'm going to investigate a little bit about it because I have an idea. And I thought, if only I could make something that is like a shield that you can see and you don't bother people and they don't bother you because it's like a shield. It's like a helmet. I was just considering the idea, right? And I thought, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Man, this is going to be a great hit. This is a success. I can see it. I was getting so excited, right? So I decided to, to read about what uh, was available in the market. So eventually, I found that that idea was already uh, developed by somebody else. And when I'm studying the options, then I realized, well, I came too late with my <laughs> idea. But anyway, I was taking notes. And then I learned that there were different devices that we could use to protect ourselves. But if I don't take my time to read, to study, to learn about the situation, I can see easily myself going into the whole process, printing a uh, new printer, uh, they, they call them the 3D printer, my model. <laughs> and I can imagine the embarrassment of myself presenting my model to some manufacturer saying, I want you to build this thing. And they will say, why? It's already in the market. Millions are being sold. And this will take us probably three months to develop. That will be embarrassing. Quite often we have ideas that are even though a good idea, probably is not the right time or whatever. But I am going to be very, very honest with you about how many other great ideas I had in my life that came to a great success because that was my area, software. So I read, studied, designed my stuff, and then finally I was able to learn more about it, and I developed the products in many areas. So that was a great idea. So that's why when you have an idea, like Columbus, he read, he studied, he took notes, he learned, and you know what was interesting? that somehow there was somebody, actually several somebodies, that said, we believe that your idea is a great idea, and we would like to support that idea. Now, read with me what Proverbs chapter 3 tells us about this. Let's go together. Those who find wisdom are fortunate. They will be blessed with the gain understanding. Profit that comes from wisdom is better than silver and even the finest gold. Wisdom is worth more than fine jewels. Nothing you desire has more value. With her right hand, wisdom offers long life. With the other hand, riches and honor. Wisdom will lead you to a life of joy and peace. Wisdom is like a life-giving tree to those who hold on to her. She is a blessing to those who keep her close. Wisdom. You know, we like the idea of being smart, right? You like the idea of being smart, and you are smart. We are smart. We understand, we process things, and we say, yes. But there is something very interesting when we are thinking about becoming wiser. You know, with age, you make better decisions, right? Based on your own experience sometimes. But the thing is, wisdom is that ability that you have in order to make a good decision. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom is actually defined somewhere in the scripture as one of the spirits of God. The spirit of wisdom, the prophet says. Wisdom. 
But also the scripture says that the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. So in all that is connected. Because who is the source of all blessings? The Lord, God. When we learn to fear the Lord, and we stop doing what is wrong, and we start doing what is right, you know what is going to happen? The fear of God is going to be installed in your heart, in your mind. You are going to be actually more careful about what you do. Because you say, I don't want to offend God. I don't want to have God mad at me. The more that you know the Lord, and you are more and more grateful for how wonderful He is, you stop yourself, right? Do you agree with me? Isn't it true that the more that we get to know the Lord, we are more careful about that? And we say, no, I'm not going to go these places because I know the Lord is not happy with me when I go those places. Correct? And on the other hand, the more that you know the Lord, you are more careful also about what are you watching on TV, on their little phone, right? And, and we have that battle. You know, I'm developing a study through the Bible study playlist on the Victory Church uh, website and the YouTube channel and all those channels that I invite you to, to watch one day those series, the letter from the Apostle Paul to, to the Romans. And uh, it is very interesting because in one of those episodes, I share there how normal it is for everybody to have that battle between good and evil within yourself. And you know that well because you remember those days when you were so spiritual that you did the right thing, right? Like today, you are here worshiping the Lord with me. We are together learning more about God's word. We say, that was a good decision to come here. I didn't put anything first. I put the Lord first. I'm worshiping the Lord. If you are watching, you are thinking, it was a good idea to watch this program. Because I am going to listen, perhaps learn something from this guy. But important, more importantly is that I am devoting time because I want to know more about God. So those are good ideas, right? But there is a battle constantly that you have, that I have, is the battle between the flesh and the spirit inside of us. And here's where you connect this thing with what I am saying to you. Wisdom, which is the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. That fear of the Lord will stop you. And when you stop doing what is wrong, you will start focusing on good things. And then is when you will see what the scripture declares here. Understanding, profit, blessings, long life, riches, honor, a life of joy and peace. It's like a life-giving tree to those who hold on to her. It's a blessing for anyone who gets close to wisdom. Well, Many people, many inventors and people that are working in discovery and developing new products, many of those people have found that the best thing they can do with their own time is to stop doing what is wrong. The more time that you are using doing what is wrong, less possibilities you have to come up with a good solution for your problems. Let me say that one more time. The more time that you use doing what is wrong, your chances to get things right in your life decrease. Therefore, the solution to your problems, the success that you are hoping, the blessing that you want to have is going to be farther and farther from you, of you, because the way that you are handling your own life, your time, your mind, your resources. So... When you are thinking of a good idea, you need to make sure that that is God's will. Because what happens if you are so determined to do something that is not God's will? Now you will be in a huge trouble. Like many people, and we know many projects, including highways, bridges, companies, many projects that they never come to a point of success 
because that was not right. Didn't start right, didn't go right, is not going to end right. So God's will will make you feel that that is the right course of action. And there are many indicators while you are going in that path. You have peace, you talk to people, and you say, what do you think about this idea? How do you see this situation? And the feedback, and the more that you talk with people, especially smart people, right? Wise people. <laughs> You're not going to ask somebody that has no understanding of this particular matter, or business, or science, or anything, you know? It's a person with uh, very little wisdom, of course, <laughs> you cannot expect anything good. But when you are talking with individuals that are knowledgeable and experienced and they are very successful about things in life, of course, you're going to get a good feeling. That's why you have to be willing to learn from others. Now, let's go back to the scripture. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 19 and 22. With wisdom and understanding, the Lord created the earth and the sky. With his knowledge, he made the oceans and the clouds that produce rain. So here's Solomon talking to David. My son, don't ever let wisdom out of your sight. Hold on to wisdom and careful planning. That they will bring you a long life filled with honor. Oh, that's beautiful. Many wonderful things can happen to you. Solomon talking to David about being wise. Solomon talking to David about things that he should learn. So my question to you is, before Columbus started this journey with the three ships, La Niña, La Pinta, and La Santa Maria, do you think that Columbus had the experience of sailing before that? What do you think? <laughs> of course he had. Of course he experienced sailing. He had some knowledge and understanding. Because there is no way that somebody is going to succeed in something and, and is absolutely clueless about that thing. How this person can lead others. It's like driving the vehicle, people in the car, and they are asking you, do you know where you are going? And the person says, uh. <laughs> when you have an idea and, and you know that this is God's will and all the indicators are positive, it's a green light for you, well, you have to go to a place where you are going to receive the right training for whatever you are doing. Learning. That requires humility. Great ideas are linked with being humble. Great ideas, great projects are connected with humble hearts. People with humility, with the willingness to learn from others. Like uh, one of our friends said one day, let me teach you about the force. Or probably he says, about the force, let me teach you. <laughs> How important, my friends, is that we all have that fear. Someone that is a mentor, someone that will help you and guide you. Listen to what Proverbs 27, 6 says. You can trust what your friend says, even when it hurts, but your enemies want to hurt you, even when they act nice. You know, a true friend is going to tell you the truth. Now remember this. When you are doing something in life and you want to know your friend's opinions, you should go ask, find the right time, and tell your mentor, your friend, whoever, I would like to ask you about this particular situation and I want you to tell me, what do you think about this? Right? Remember that it, they are talking about one thing, a thing, okay? Whatever the thing is. Let me give you an illustration, okay? 
Let's suppose you come up with something, and I'm going to use this watch just as an illustration. So I'm going to be the one going to my mentor, okay? So I said, uh, hi, whatever the name of my mentor was. Uh, I want to show you this that I think that I'm making or inventing or writing or whatever. I want you to tell me, what do you think about this? So my mentor says, oh, let me see it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he will tell me, or she will tell me, his views or her views about the thing. It's about the thing. It's not about me. So when the person says to me, it's to this and it's to that, I don't think it's going to work for this and these reasons. Maybe you should consider this and that. That person is talking to me about the thing. The thing is not talking about me. So when I am listening to my mentor, and my mentor is telling me, this thing is to this or is to that, this thing won't work for all these reasons, I need to understand that my mentor, please pay careful attention to what I am about to say. I need to understand that my mentor, my friend, the person with the experience that I reach out because I want his opinion or her opinion, is talking about this thing. It's not talking about me. This person is not telling me that I am to this or I am to that, that I cannot be able to do this, that I am useless for my idea. Do you understand? It's talking about the thing. So you have to separate that. And that has to do with being humble. You have to understand that even though you can have a great idea, the idea needs work, improvement. You remove what is wrong, you add what you need to add, you do it again and you present it again to your mentor or your friend because they are talking about the thing. The problem that many people have is that as soon as they are talking about one idea they have or a project they have and the feedback comes back, they take it personally. So now my question to you is this. Are you still hurting because one day you had an idea? Somebody criticized your idea. And you are still listening to these voices on your head when they told you that that will not work. That that thing was not actually useful or it will not be accepted in the community, in the market, or in the company, or by your family, or by whoever. And you are hurt because you took the feedback in the wrong way. They were talking about that thing. They were not talking about you. When you are humble enough to understand that those are two separate things, you will say, oh, boy, that was a mistake. And I am not talking with this guy after that conversation 10 years ago. Oh. How many people, my friends, they have destroyed relationships with people because they didn't hear what they wanted to hear. It's like when someone says, why you get upset when I told you what I think about that thing, when you ask me, what do I think about that thing? If you didn't want to hear it, what did you ask me in the first place? But you have to separate, my friends. One thing is what you are developing, and the other thing is yourself. You know, people that love you, people that give you time, people that are willing to evaluate your project, it's because they care for you. But if, if you put both things together and you say, that thing is me. No, that thing is not you. Yes, it is because I, I put so many hours and years. You don't know. You have no idea. I have an idea. I understand that. But that's not you. 
It's just the thing. It's not you. There are two separate things. A true friend will tell you the truth. Now, you know your enemies on the other hand, <laughs> because they hate you, they nicely will tell you, I think it's amazing. What you are thinking is fantastic. You should go on business with that idea. And you say, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. And then you go and you fail and you have lost time, effort, work, money. You hurt people. You are all beat up now. And those enemies of yours are there watching from the shore laughing so hard because you were so full to believe what they have to say. And they say, that's a fool guy. Sometimes we have great ideas, but we don't know to whom we need to ask. And when a good friend, someone with wisdom, tells you what is not right in that project, you have to take it like it's about the project. It's about the thing you are creating. It's not about you. You just need to learn to take it the right way. Now, let me ask you this question. Going back to the story of Columbus, let's suppose you are with Columbus. You believe in him. And you were in one of the boats and you are, let's go, let's go. <laughs> But suddenly, there is no more wind, there is a trouble, the ship is not moving, everyone is getting tired, <sighs> everyone is using all the water and the food that they have, and everyone else is thinking, this was a mistake. But you still believe, right? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure that you still believe? Imagine the crisis they have when they were sailing day after day after day after day and there was no land. <laughs> well, I want to invite you next Sunday to come to watch and listen the service number 259, October 10th, 2021. And the title of that service is Secret Service. I want to talk to you about that department that protects the main authorities in the country, the Secret Service, and how that is related with us. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the scenery. So here is you and your project. Maybe you are Columbus in the project, or you are just another guy supporting Columbus, whoever your Columbus is. And you are there. And I want you to see this picture full screen. Doesn't it look so pretty? It's a beautiful evening. You are on the boat. It's sailing. You see this gorgeous, gorgeous landscape. Well, it looks romantic. It looks very very inspiring. But sometimes those scenarios are not precisely the inspiring scenarios when you are getting nowhere. <laughs> and that happens in life. Sometimes it's with your marriage. You think, well, you know, we love each other so much. You know, we, we do things together all the time and we like to hang out and we used to do many things, and now we are here, and it's very poetic, the scenario, the scenery, and yet I feel that we are stuck. Sometimes that happens with your work. It's what you wanted to do with your life, but suddenly you get into the routine and becomes boring, and you, has, you start to have trouble with your supervisor, and you have trouble with coworkers and customers, clients, suppliers. Sometimes it's with your health. You say, I have been taking care of myself all my life. 
I have never been into drugs, alcohol, smoking, doing anything wrong. I exercised. I always ate healthy. I slept well. I serve God. I have been a good Christian all my life. Now I feel like I'm stuck here because my health is a disaster. Sometimes it's with your family. You say, we have done everything the doctors have said. We are going through this procedure to the next procedure. My son is taking all the steps in order to get better, but still I don't see any improvement. It's very poetic that we have faith, that we, we are considering all the great things that can happen in life, but it feels like uh, we are stuck. I don't see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it happens with your own projects. You are working with your project and working on your project and you work and work and work and put money and effort and you work and you push and you push and you push and you are excited and everyone says, yeah, yeah, that looks great. But still you feel stuck that there is no result. Imagine if at that point Columbus will say, you know what, guys? I'm done with this expedition. I'm done. What I was thinking, you know, that queen, yeah, that's the problem. That queen convinced me. I, you know, even though I wanted, it, I wasn't sure, but she just told me that she will give me the money to get the ships and all. She gave me even the people. But you know what? She confused me. She manipulated me. And now I'm here. And these guys are going to kill me. They're going to throw me out of the boat any second. I'm going to die here in the middle of the ocean. That's not what I wanted. And I don't see land anywhere. Hey, guys, any of you see any land here? Do you see any island? Rodrigo de Triana, do you see any island? No, sir. Gosh, sometimes we feel like that. We just feel we are doing the right thing. I'm trusting the Lord. I'm doing everything I can, but for some reason, it's not getting anywhere. Because we feel that there are something that is not going well. Well, the question is, if you are doing God's will, Will you just give up when times are rough, my friend? Is that what you're going to do? Is that what you want to do with your life now? Because you have been doing a lot of great things for God and for your family, for yourself, for your health, for your career, with your money, with everything. But uh, those are rough times now. And you are just thinking, I'm done with this. I'm going to give up. Is that what you want? Electricity, to give you an example. Telephone services, electric cars, internet, discovering America. How many examples I can give you of all these people that they knew they were doing God's will, but they went through rough times. Why do you think you got to go through rough times? Why? I don't know. Well, there is a reason. You have to develop character during the rough times. You understand that, my friends? You have to learn to develop character in the rough times. You have to continue worshiping God. You have to continue believing in the Lord. You have to continue believing in yourself. You have to continue getting up in the morning. You need to continue doing what you need to do. You are not going to give up just because there are rough times. You are not going just to quit because you don't have the result right away. Yeah, maybe the situation in your house is a disaster still after many years of trying and you don't see any results, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work. You have been working for somebody, for a company, or switching jobs, believing that one day your career is going to take a great jump high, and you're going to make good money and be recognized, and still there is nothing yet. 
You are just wondering what happened, God? Why I am not blessed like all these people? Why so many people have this and that and I don't? You name the field, my friend. You name the person, you name the country, you name the family, you name everything. And I can guarantee you this, in every life, in every family, in every country, in every culture, in every city in the world has been, is, and will be rough times. So what? Is that the end of the world? Rough times are just another opportunity to show character. And more than anything, what is what you do when you are in the rough times? You want to know what is what you do? You have to believe. So they went to talk to Columbus. Captain. Well, I don't know how to tell you that. Sir. With all respect, but you know what? All the sailors think that we are going nowhere. Right, guys? Right. We are afraid that we are lost. We think that this is not going to work. You know, we wanted to come because we believed in you. We believed in this project, but obviously there is no result here. And you know what? We are going nowhere, and there is a risk that we can die here. Is that what you want? Is that the kind of leader you are, Mr. Columbus, captain, commander, whatever you want us to call you? Boss, supervisor, leader, husband, mom? Is that what you want us? I don't think so, because you care for us, right? Columbus let them talk for a little while. He knew their game. You know people's game. Fear. Doubt. They don't believe. What would you do when everyone else around you is filled with fear? is sweating doubt, and they are wrapped in unbelief, what would you do? Because they are like that, you're going to believe one of those? You're going to become one of those? I don't think so. Today, I want you to come back to the main point of your belief system. Believe that there is one God in heaven that he called you to do something and you are going to do it. Whether it's with your family or with your health. Whether it's with your money or your career. Whether it's with the ministry or with inventions. With money, companies, anything and everything. Once the Lord says to you, I want you to do this, you are going to believe and you are going to do it regardless if you go through rough times. Believe. That is why, my friends, we need to rethink about all these things. And we need to consider that when it's about money, we need to believe what the scripture says. What the scripture says about money? The scripture says that the, the root of all evils is the love of money. We are not going to love money. The scripture says that we need to honor God with the first fruits. So we have to give to the Lord the first fruits. Do you believe or you don't believe? If you believe, you're going to give to the Lord? Wait, because he says, I'm going to give you, I'm, gonna, I'm going to open the windows and gates, doors of heaven. You will see the great abundance you will have. When it's about your family, what is what the Lord wants you to have in your family? A peaceful home. People worshiping him, generation after generation after generation, all of them believing in God, worshiping God. When it's about your health, what the scripture says? The scripture says that by his wounds, we are healed. So we are going to believe that we are going to be healed. What about your parents? They are old. Eventually they are going to die. 
Wait a minute. Die? Yes. But you have said that they don't die. Our bodies are going to stop working one day. Then is when we transition to heaven. That's what I mean by that. You know very well when we die, we don't really die. We just transition. It's whether it's to heaven or somewhere else. You make that decision. If you have faith in Jesus, you are going to heaven. It's the only requirement. Well, your parents, your grandparents, and everybody else, most of the time, naturally, the, the older ones go first. So you're going to believe that whenever they go, they will go to heaven. There is no need for you to freak out. That what am I going to do without my mom, my dad, my grandpa, my grandma? Well, they will go to heaven. It's where the Lord wants them to be. And next is you. And you will go to heaven. But what my children will do without me and the poor my grandkids? And they will figure it out there on their own because everyone understands. It's a process. But in the meantime, we love each other and respect each other. Is what the scripture says. Honor your parents and I will give you a long life. You believe that? Yeah, but my parents are mean. And? Yeah, but they don't want to have anything to do with me now. And uh, so do you think that that is a good reason for you to disrespect your parents and not paying the honor they deserve in Mother's Day and Father's Day, Christmas and birthday? That's why you forgot even to send a text message once in a while to say, hi, dad, how you doing? We believe, we believe. And your careers is the same thing. I have said many times to you, if you are young, those who are watching that are young, get a trade, learn something. I don't have a trade. I don't have something. I don't know what to do with my life. Well, figure it out. It's not the same thing, having a career than a job. I have explained this before, but I will tell you one more time. If you have a career, if you have a trade, if you know how to do something, that's not a job. It's a career. Get your training to have a career, my friend. And you're going to believe that the Lord will bless you. And he will provide for you the right job, the right customer. People, things are going to come to you. The provision of God, because you believe and you believe that your children will be blessed. You believe that your children will believe in God. You believe that your children will remember your teachings. You believe that your children, once you are gone, they are going to remember what you said. You believe that your children will continue the legacy. You believe. And more importantly, Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust the Lord completely and don't depend on your own knowledge. With every step you take, think about what he wants and he will help you go the right way. You have an idea? You had an idea. You have it or you will have it. It doesn't matter. Your trust will be in the Lord, not in yourself, not in your intelligence or abilities. Trust in the Lord completely and do not depend on your own knowledge. With every step you take, think about what he wants, and he will help you go the right way. Lord, what do I do now? What do I do now, Lord? He will tell you, my friend. What if you say with me, I keep my faith in Jesus? Say it. I keep my faith in Jesus. Do you? Yes. And one day, he will reward me. Because without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Do you know that, my friend? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. What sustains us is faith, is believing. That is why listening is essential for your life. Reading the scripture is fundamental for your existence. Because by reading the word of God, by listening to the word of God, by singing the songs exalting the name of Jesus, all those elements, all those things, signs in your house, reading your scripture, all those things are going to increase your faith. 
And when you keep your faith in Jesus, one day he will reward you. So maybe it's time for you to start a new life. You know what Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says? That there is only one requirement. is to believe that the Lord God raised Jesus from death. And then you will be saved. So maybe today is the day that you should give your heart to the Lord. What if you say a prayer? Read this on the screen. Dear God, thank you for the wonderful opportunities you give me today to face challenges. I'm not afraid. I will not fear anything. I know that I haven't embraced you the right way. I want to change. I need your help. Please forgive me. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. And all this began precisely on Calvary, on the cross that the Lord Jesus died for your forgiveness. So what if you say with me this powerful declaration, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, I say to you, you are blessed. Go and be fruitful, prosper, and conquer in the name of Jesus. Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.